Hello, hello, and welcome back to Agency Nation Radio. My name is Ryan Hanley, and I am going to be your host today because, once again, we have tossed Marty aside and added back in one of our wonderful speakers from uh, Elevate 2017, Jeff Tesh of Forge 3. Jeff, it's so, uh, I'm happy to have you on, man. Likewise, Ryan. It's good to talk to you again. Yeah, so we have spoken off and on over the years because, as you said when we first jumped on the phone here before we went live, we are both uh, preaching to the same choir, and I think that that is very true. Um, I followed your work before the first time we had ever talked, that you had done vice versa, and um, every time we have a chance to just talk about what's going on in the space, particularly from kind of sales, marketing, technology, that that side of the business, uh, our viewpoints align very well, so... Um, you know, when, when Elevate came up, I just, you know, I, I couldn't think of anyone else that I wanted to have there. Um, and I was so glad that you, that you decided to come and, and be part of our conference. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny about that, uh, that week that you selected there, Ryan, is that's the uh, week of our big family vacation down at Virginia beach. So <laughs> what I'm going to be doing is, uh, flying out the morning of, and, um, joining Elevate and then, uh, fly right back that same day. But I wouldn't miss it. So normally I wouldn't do that. But uh, I said, you know what? It's going to be the first ever uh, Elevate conference. I'm going to be there. Uh, so uh, I think it's a great, great thing that you're putting on, and a bunch of great speakers. So I'm honored to be uh, part of that uh, part of that list. So thanks for the invite. I appreciate it. Well, dude, I know how um, I know how much uh, pressure family functions, especially one like that, can have on you. So uh, I appreciated it uh, for you to make time in your schedule to to share. Um, your expertise with our audience means a lot to me. You got it. Um, and 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 uh, you know you got an incredible recommendation um, from Jason at the the Big Eye of Pennsylvania. Oh, good. And, uh, and the work that you've done up there with them, and I think they have. It's like uh, what what do they call that program they have for young agents there that you did something for recently? Yeah, they have their uh, kind of futures conference. Um, yes. Yeah. Which I keynoted. Uh, Jeez, that was probably the end of last year, I guess, um, it, which is great, right? Because I, I think this is what you talk about a lot, too, is the I think the insurance industry in general has kind of this really bad, it's, it's a negative perception from the outside looking in, right? If you ask a non-insurance person what they think about the insurance industry, it's not going to be a, a great, very exciting conversation, right? But what's what's encouraging looking at the reality of it from the inside looking out is that there are new people, there's new blood coming into the industry. A lot of the training programs that I'll do um, for, for example, focused on LinkedIn is, is a topic I know you're um, a big fan of as well. It's a great prospecting tool. A lot of those training programs that we're doing are for new producers, you know, producer development programs. And you know, I, look, I look out in the audience and they're in their 20s, in their low 30s, which is fantastic, right? So whatever, whatever I can do and, and, our, and our team here can do to support that, you know, we're always going to do that. And that's what we were doing with IAMB, for example, and Jason. Yeah, you know, it, I have done uh, some similar stuff for carriers. Um, uh, um, geez, now I'm blanking. Uh, Westfield, I was at their uh, perpetuation program, and I for, they have a, uh, a name for it, and I'm forgetting it, but it's really cool. Uh, agencies that are perpetuating, they bring in the the next generation and help them adjust and build. You know, so often I feel like the focus in perpetuation is on the outgoing um the outgoing generation and, and what they want to get in the, you know, as they twilight, um, this, this group focuses on the new agents. That was a really awesome uh, group of people. And I know awesome is a terrible word, but, but, but they were, they were dynamic and fun and, yeah. and brought 
ask questions that you wouldn't get from different groups, right? They're, they're, they're looking into things differently and, and not necessarily right or wrong, just, just their perspective is different. And I think that new perspective, uh, forces everyone in the industry, uh, to think differently about what we do on a day-to-day basis. Totally does. hundred percent agree. And I, I think there was an article I wrote a couple years ago now, um, which I titled not your daddy's agency. And the whole concept of that was that just any business is changing. The insurance industry is no different than that. Right. But there's this perception that, you know, oh, we've been doing it for, you know, eons this way. We've been around since, you know, 1900 and uh, our business is built on handshakes and referrals. Fantastic. It should be. That's not going to go anywhere. Right. And I know that you would you would agree with that. It should be the biggest, baddest part of the business. But there's also this new way of thinking, which is to supplement that. Right. Relationships aren't built like they were, you know, five decades ago. It's, it's different. You can still do it five decades five ago, years ago really. five years ago. Yeah, it's, it's changing. And, you know, relationships are kindled now. I mean, think about you and I. How did we first meet? Um, it wasn't I, we didn't go to a, a networking, you know, mixer down the street. Uh, we, we met online and realized like, you know, geez, we have a lot in common. And then we started to work together and then we started to, um, you know, uh, that's when clickable coverage came out, for example. And, and it, it, stuff happens when you do that. It's just a very different model. And I think the, the gist of that particular article was that, you know, both sides have a lot to offer. And there's not it's not like, oh, this new way of doing it's the end all be all. It's not just like the old way of doing it, it's not the end all be all. There's kind of a happy middle ground, which is marrying the handshakes and referrals and the relationship driven business, which is what how it should be, but supplementing it with tools, supplementing it with a really beautiful, very functional website, um, using tools, using social, using all these things that we have to help bridge that gap now. And I think when when especially agencies are looking to get the next generation in for succession planning or whatever, uh, those folks coming in are looking at those pieces and they're saying, you know what? What do we look like? Is, is our web like has our website not been touched in ten years, or is it like you know cutting edge stuff that I can actually leverage during the sales process? Are we on social media at all? What are we doing? How do we look? Uh, because the reality is perception is reality, you know. And I think especially the younger audience coming in who grew up in an age where we had these tools at our disposal, they're looking for that first and foremost. And I think it's actually a way to you know retain attract and retain talent um, in addition to obviously the clients and prospects and growing the, the book of business as well, you know? Yeah. Uh, a good friend of mine, Terry Greer down in, uh, in Texas, he's an agency owner. Um, he used this terminology with me. We were talking about similar topic and, uh, and he used the term brackish water, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's being able to live in this tumultuous space where, uh, you know, well, I mean, brackish water is where fresh water meets salt water, for those who may not know. And, uh, and, and in this case, it's the traditional physical eyeball to eyeball handshake kind of, um, you know, ask for referrals uh, type of prospecting and business building with this new, with the new digital side. And you have to be able to live in both spaces. There are very few, um, there are very few organizations, which which I have run into, and, and I'm sure experience is the same, that can survive today uh, doing only one side or the other. I, I know companies that have gotten a ton of press, uh, that have been given tens of millions of dollars to grow in the insure tech space that focus solely digital, and they're struggling. Yeah. They're struggling. Uh, slick looking, all the things, but they're struggling because all digital doesn't work. All you know, I shouldn't say it doesn't work. Is mm-hmm. is very tough to pull off. 
all analog, incredibly tough to pull off, but it's those companies that are marrying the two that, that I've seen, um, really start to take off and make headway. Uh, an, an example I use all the time is, uh, a couple of guys, Zach and Ryan up in Iowa coverage direct. They're, um, Two, two millennials just doing a great job of, like you said, beautiful website, no crazy technology, just using good, solid digital tools and mixing it with great product knowledge, asking referrals and all the things we've always done. And, you know, for one of their regional carriers out there, they were the number one commercial lines writer and they've only been around for a few years. So yeah. it's, um, it really does work if you can live in that space between both worlds. Yeah. To me, it's just, there's just tools, right? I mean, it's like having a little toolbox full of tools and it, it's, it's the, the analogy I sometimes use is if I came to somebody and said, you know, Hey, my name's Jeff and I want to use a hammer more. It's like, what, why, you know, what's the, <laughs> what's the concept, right? What are you, what are you building? But it's very similar. You know, sometimes you'll have a company, an agency or whomever, carriers, um, same thing, association, same thing. Um, they'll say, you know, we just we need we want to use Facebook more or, you know, we want to use insert tool here more. And, and which is a, it's a good question to at least it's better than no question. Right. But it, but it's not the I don't think it's the right first question. It's what are you trying to accomplish first? And then, yeah, we have tools out there, but I think we should all be tool agnostic. Who cares what the tools are? Who cares if it's LinkedIn or if it's Instagram or if it's Snapchat or if it's a website or if it's some tool that you, who cares, right? At the end of the day, we're using these things to build relationships, period. And if it's not helping with that, then it probably doesn't deserve a lot of attention unless you're just super into it and you're just curious about how the world works. That's fine. But if you're looking at it from a business perspective, what are you trying to accomplish first? And then what tools do you have to have in place to accomplish that? You know, when you think of it that way, I think it makes kind of makes a lot of sense on the surface. Now, of course, the challenge with technology is that it's very kind of fast moving and it's constantly changing and it's confusing for a lot of people, including us. Right. I mean, I'm I'm you know, I'm in this space 100 percent. I've been doing this since the, the 90s, um, but it changes constantly. And there's just stuff that we just don't know, no matter how up on it you are. And you have to yeah. have a kind of a motivation to stay with it or else you you kind of get, uh, I think, discouraged by it and say, you know what? No, no, no. And you kind of fall back on it's handshakes and referrals, Jeff, around here. We don't need this Internet leads kind of stuff that you guys are talking about, which I, I think is which is a shame. Right. That's that's kind of what we want to prevent from having happen. And I think the only way to do that is to just, you know, kind of put tools out there that are very simple, to, easy, easy to understand, very simple. Um, to use and and a lot of education, of course, which is part of what this podcast is about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. Um, so, you know, talk to me a little bit about, uh, well, here, here's where I wanted to go with this. You know, you said in there that, um, you know, it's like walking up to somebody and telling them, uh, I want to hammer more, right? Like what, what's the point? And I think, uh, it, what, what immediately hit me in the head when you said that was, this is why, you know, so um, one of the slides that I have in, in my deck when I'm doing my standard stump speech is this idea of, you know, I, I kind of go through this little buildup of, uh, you know, for, you know, for those people who like to write fiction, you know, my kind of beginning hook, right? I grab them with here's the what's happening in the tumult in the industry and blah, blah, blah. And then basically the beginning of my, my middle build is, um, you know, so if all the things that I just said are happening and true and you can buy into even part of it, then why aren't agencies just crushing it on social and blogging is just like a job function and we all believe in it. it's just like a thing. Like, why am I up here still trying to convince you? And um, I think a lot of that has to do with 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 your analogy or your little story that you said about the I just want to hammer. Right. I think 
early on, so many agencies just said, I'm being told that social media is a thing and I don't really know why I want to do it. And really, I don't want to do it. So I'm just going to do it. Like I've been told I need to do Facebook. So I'm just going to do it without any purpose. Then the consequence is that of that is that over a couple of years, then uh, or even maybe even less time than that, th- no results, right? Because right. like you said, I just want to hammer more. That's not building you a house, just wanting to hammer. So um, just doing any type of social media or, or, you know, even if you're so advanced to do email marketing or, or creating blogs, um, it produces no results. So then the kickback is, well, that stuff doesn't work for me. I'm just going to go back to where I was, right? And I kind of feel like that's where we are today. We've already cycled through and, and some of the people who got it have adopted or adapted and, uh, and adopted and moved forward. Um, but the rest of the mainstream of a lot of agents are still in this cycle of, I, I haven't been able to figure out how to move forward and get actual results using the tools. So you mentioned LinkedIn. I know LinkedIn is one of your strong suits. And I'd love for you to just to talk a little bit about what is it about LinkedIn and, you know, what is maybe a thing? There's one tiny takeaway that someone could have from uh, LinkedIn that they could start to get some results in that space. Like, what should they be thinking about? Because I just worry that they get caught in this cycle of, of I'm going to try it, not get results. Okay, I'm going to go back to what I always did. Then I'm going to try it and not get any results. I'm going to go back to what I did. So how do we reach that escape velocity and get out of that cycle? So if there's one thing, it'd be one word, it would be search, I think, right? Which is a, sim- which is a simplistic way of looking at it. But what I find is e- even young producers, new producers, 20-something, low 30-something-year-olds, um, they everyone has a LinkedIn account for the most part. Um, and when I ask, all right, how many of you actually use it for more than just accepting connection requests? Literally almost everyone's hand still goes down and which is a huge opportunity, right? I mean, if, if, if I could say, you know, Hey, you want to grow the rest the commercial line side, you want, you want more restaurant business. Uh, how are you going to do that? What, what tools, what hammers, what, what screwdrivers out there are you going to use to accomplish that for something like that, for prospecting and building relationships there are very few tools that are better than LinkedIn for that kind of a thing, right? So do a search for restaurant owners within 50 miles of your agency, get your list, see who who you have in common with those people and start leveraging your relationships. So it goes back to what I said before. It is handshakes and referrals. It's the same old stuff. It's just we're using a new thing called LinkedIn to accomplish that, right? I think a lot of people don't think of it like that. Um, and the other thing I think that goes hand in hand with it, so that would be the one thing, right? But if we take it kind of one step further, I think it's just realizing that we live in a bigger world now. Everything's more or smaller, depending upon how you look at it. Um, a bigger world in the sense that we have a lot more tools at our disposal. We have a lot more things that we can leverage. And all these things kind of relate to one another. So for example, if somebody goes on to Google and searches Ryan Hanley, what's going to happen? Or if they're going to search Jeff Teschke, what's going to happen? They're going to search your name as a producer. What's going to happen? One of those first, if not the first things that's going to show up is your LinkedIn profile. So even if you're not going to use LinkedIn for anything else proactively, you're not going to prospect or anything, don't you think that would be helpful during the sales process if somebody's Googling you to see what you want them to see, that you specialize in restaurant coverage or contractors, or you want to work with more realtors or centers of influence or whatever? On the personal line side, sure. In, in the website's the same thing. It's a perception. Perception is reality. It's just it's just how it works. 
So the first impression is the most important one, right? And if you're if the agency website literally hasn't been touched and it doesn't work on mobile and has zero sales tools to do anything useful, um, I, if I can't get a certificate request, I mean, just basic stuff, well, then what's the point? And that's where I think you see these insurance tab companies, the direct writers do this a lot, and they're pretty good at it. They make it easy to do business with them. And I think that's what we have to do in the independent uh, world is the same thing. And we have more and more tools to make that you know easier, I guess. So I know you yeah. do a lot. A lot of that, right, right? Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, man. I, I um, you know, I, I, another thing I say, and I don't, I don't mean to talk about my speech all the time, but you know, I won't even be speaking at Elevate. <laughs> I'm bringing it up. Ironic, um, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but I, well, I just, I was just in Mississippi a couple of weeks ago, and you know, I once you, you know, and then it's like on your brain. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I say to 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 the agents, you know, I always say like, you know, if if your website is simply for people who already know you coming to find your address or your phone number, um, which was the case for my old agency before I took the website over. Right. And that's where the example comes from. Um, then your website is a waste of time and money and effort. And literally the $20 a month you're paying to host it, wherever you're hosting it is wasted money because you can find those things on the white pages, right? So there's no, a website should be a customer uh, experience and for, for current customers and a new business driver for prospects. I mean, that's really what you're trying to do. And if you don't have, like you said, a way for people to uh, at least view past certificates, let alone create new certificates or request or, or any number uh, of other features that are that are possible, um, then you, there's not really a point to it. You know, there's not really a point to, to what you're trying to do there. And, um, I, you know, I like that it's, you know, I'm, I'm thinking through your hammer example, but it's like, you can say I want a hammer, um, but it has to be part of a larger project, right? So it, it, there has to be a purpose to what you're actually trying to do. And if it's just, I, you know, I've been told I need to have a nice website, so I'm going to pay, you know, somebody 10 grand to build me a website. Well, that's, that's crazy. That's wasted money, you know, unless you, unless you have a real purpose for it. So, and that's the problem. Um, and therein lies the problem. The problem isn't with, isn't with that or even understanding how some of these pieces exist these days. I think, I think most of us understand, okay, so there, yeah, there are a bunch of tools and there's websites and LinkedIn and social media, and we can do very targeted advertising and all that kind of stuff. I get it. The, the challenge I think that a lot of times people face is, well, how, like how, how do I do, I don't even know where to start with this stuff. You know, I, I, we've, maybe we've been burned in the past. Yeah. We spent, you know, 10 grand, 20 grand on a new website and, um, and it, it just sat there and it didn't do anything. Well, that was a waste of money. Or, you know, we, we signed up for a multi-year, three-year contract thing for hundreds of thousands of dollars with a marketing company and we didn't get anything out of it. Well, that didn't work either. Right. So I think the challenge is, is that there's, there's, a, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of talk. There's a lot of kind of general concepts kind of floating out there in the insurance industry. I, I think where a lot of people kind of say, well, I don't, what's the next step from there? right? It's, it's an easy, what's the easy next step where I can take a baby step forward, start doing some of these things where it's not going to break the bank. It's not going to make me go crazy. I don't have enough time to do anything. So what is that next solution? And I think, I think that really is the missing piece right now is packaging stuff up in a way that it's very compelling. And it makes a lot of sense to at least give it a try because I'm a big believer. And I know you are too. You did this at the agency um, that you were working with before, uh, you know, trusted choice agency nation it's once you start to see results with this stuff, then it's exciting. It's easy. Yeah. You, you drink, you drink the Kool-Aid, you know, you're, you're totally into it. And 
which is why, you know, I know producers that started, you know, without spending any time on LinkedIn. Now they spend eight hours a day on LinkedIn, not because they love, <clears throat> they love LinkedIn. It's because they get results off of that. And it, the same yeah. thing applies to all the other stuff too, you know? Yeah, that you're a hundred percent right. I mean, I think, you know, getting into digital marketing and, and, and all that kind of stuff in whatever way, shape or form that that takes, I, I don't think any of us are necessarily predisposed. I mean, I know I had no predisposition to marketing or writing or any of the things that I do today. I mean, I was a math major for God's sakes. And, um, and it's strictly because of, I didn't want to stink at being an insurance agent anymore that I kept going with digital marketing. It seemed to work. And I think, um, I think you're a hundred percent right. It It's when we focus on the results and, and where our business is coming from, and we can we can actually make tactile decisions, and we're and these are even higher level things. Then all these decisions kind of shake themselves out. It's I think when we go in blind, and we don't necessarily know what to expect, or or want to put any real tracking on these things, that 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 success starts to fall apart because now you know. It, if you don't know what's happening or, or even what you're doing today, right? If you don't set the baseline, then when you change things, you don't know if those things have had an impact or not. Yeah. And uh, I think too often we're kicking back in our chairs and, and leaving it up to our intuition. And um, our intuition, I think for a lot of these things, is, is not necessarily going to be correct because we're always going to default to what our mentors taught us or what we've been doing for a series of years. And, and our intuition isn't necessarily going to push us into new directions. Totally. And, and I think there's two pieces of the, the measurement part of it, too. There's qualitative and quantitative. So on the qualitative, I'll give you a quick example of that. So we had an agency reach out um, and they, they just signed up on the, this active agency platform that we have. And I said, so why? His name was Jim, uh, the principal of the agency. I said, so, you know, I'm just curious why. He said, well, I, I've never heard this happen before, but we actually had a prospect tell us to our face that we're not going to use you because of your website. Like, think about that, right? Jim has been around for, for a while, you know, many decades. I don't know if he started the agency or not, but he's, he's been around for, for the long haul. First time he heard that. So that's qualitative, right? It's hard to quantify that kind of thing, but we know that first impressions matter. We know that people make up their mind about looking at something, whether it's a website or your, your LinkedIn profile picture, really, really fast, right? So there's going to be a lot of that. You know, what, what does that picture look like when prospects new to the agency are looking at it for the first time? Or like you said, clients are around. You know, are you doing a good job kind of just being out there and being visible in front of your existing client base? Then there's the quantitative part of it. How many, okay, so the quote request is an easy one. How many quotes did I get yet? But it's not always that simple. And it's not the only thing to, to track. So for example, how many certificate requests came through the website? Well, if it's more more than more than uh, zero, well, then you're probably doing a, a favor for your for your insured and for you. It's much easier to process requests coming in through email or through a website than it is to take a call or have somebody stop in. People prefer to do that. How many chat requests did you get on the website? People prefer to, to do that as well, right? We find that 65% of the agencies we're working with are using live chat now on the website. So, so some of those things are, are quantitative. You kind of know what's going on, but there's a lot of qualitative. You can say it's subjective. You can say it's gray area. But I guess my point is that it's not just how many quotes came in the door and how many did I bind at the end of uh, you know this month. That's part of it, but there's, there's some leading indicators, some lagging indicators, however you want to look at it. There are different pieces of the puzzle. 
And I think executing on all of those things and, and doing it in a way that makes sense and kind of taking baby steps is the way to start with this stuff. So you brought up um, live chat uh, recently. The last episode that I did is with uh, uh, a fellow speaker as well, Jeff Roy, who's an agent from Canada who built his own chat bot. Um, uh, and so, so chat and chat bots and this, and this whole idea of, of communicating in that way through your website or, or through a portal like Facebook messenger or whatever, um, is very interesting to me. And I've had, uh, you said a lot of, uh, 60 plus percent of your agencies, um, that work with you are 65 so far. Yeah. 60. And that's higher than, than what we were expecting to be on. I don't know what you think that number would be, Ryan, but we were thinking it would probably be lower than 50%. So I'm encouraged that, you know, at least 65%, maybe a little bit higher now as we keep uh, adding more, but that's, I think that's a positive sign. Yeah. That feels like a high adoption rate to me too, but it's encouraging because, you know, I had an agency um, uh, actually in Mississippi who was asking me some, some great questions, great questions. And uh, one of the questions was around chat and stuff and do, do consumers really like this? And, you know, what's the advantage? And, you know, my staff has to have this window open all day and, you know, one of the things that I think about is, you know, the the, the front line um, for sure bringing the business in. But, you know, I think we assume that the fences around our current clients are higher than they really are. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of this stuff, um, car changes, uh, payments, um, you know, I mean, the list goes on and on. These are the things that take up the time of your customer service staff or your, or your sales staff on a day-to-day basis that are so trivial, um, to what they, what they, to the, the larger issues that need to be addressed that, that just eat up time, right? So clients who have major problems need significant time, but I think too often we aren't able to give them the time that they need because, we're, we're, we have to po- uh, process 17 car changes today. Well, if those car changes could be requested via email or via chat and all the information could be gathered and ready to go and this at the end of the day, someone could bang them out, well, then you're not stopping your day you know, 17 times to, to make these changes. You can really focus in on the clients that need your time and effort and save these people who may otherwise get you know, three or four minutes of distracted time in between other phone calls. They can hear the phone ringing in the background and all of a sudden they're like, you know, I don't feel like I'm getting the same service from this agency that I used to be. And and you as the agent are saying to yourself, that's crazy. We love you. We, we take all this time, but it's like, really you're distracted with nonsense. And if these tools can help filter out some of this nonsense, it's it's why just answering, you know, frequently asked questions on your website is so important. And I think the future of chatbots is really the the it's like it's like service triage, right? The the chatbots are taking care of all the urgent, um, uh, kind of, you know, seemingly trivial things that that need to get done, questions that need to get answered, and only the real tr- the true problems that a human relationship needs to solve get passed through and it allows your people to spend more time with the customers that need more time. And, uh, and that's where I really see this going and why I love when I see companies like yours who are really pushing, uh, chat and, uh, and I'm assuming down the line will come something like a chat bot, some feature of that nature, uh, as these things start to evolve. Um, you know, I just think, I think it's, it's wonderful and it, it's really doing a true service to the industry. Yeah, the the irony in all that is that it is relationship building, it, it is customer experience, it, it is all that stuff. It's the old fashioned stuff wrapped up in a different disguise, and now it's called live chat on a website or 
certificate request form on the website or social media or, you know, whatever it is, but it is relationship building that, you know, as, as an insured, uh, which we all are, right. <laughs> Wouldn't it be easier if I, if I, if I happen to prefer, if I have two minutes and I have a quick question about my policy and I prefer to chat, I'd like to go to my agency website and chat. Maybe I don't. Maybe I want to call. Well, then I'm going to call. Maybe I want to stop by. Well, then I'm going to stop by. Maybe I'm going to send an email. Well, then I'm going to send an email. But th the point here is that it's not it's not one of those things. There's no magic like, oh, chat is the next thing and you have to be all in on chat or or whatever. That's It's one thing. It's one tool. And some people are going to prefer it. Some people are not going to prefer it. But at least from, from our perspective here, it, why not at least integrate those options into the agency? And allow people to use the different options that they that they want to use, and that's because that's what the other players are doing. That's what the direct writers are doing. Um, that's what savvy businesses outside of the insurance industry are doing. Well, then we should be doing it too. And it is relationship building. It's just a different kind of of uh, of method, I guess, to, to the to the end goal. Ladies and gentlemen, he is Jeff Teshke. His presentation is modern sales tools and techniques that will wow guys. If, if you haven't taken from our conversation that Jeff is, is working at another level and really thinking forward for IAs, um, then, then you haven't been listening. Uh, I am honored that you would come in and be part of uh, Elevate considering that you have a family obligation that week. But uh, I'm also you know selfishly incredibly happy because I think uh, you're going to do a phenomenal job and I can't wait to share your expertise with attendees. Um, let everyone who's listening at home know where they can find out a little bit more about you and what you're doing at Forge 3. Yeah. So a couple, I'll give you two, two quick ones. So obviously Forge3.com, F-O-R-G-E, the number three.com. Um, some of you may have heard of clickable coverage. You'll see that on there. Uh, that's something Ryan, it's hard to remember. Uh, it's, it's amazing how quickly time flies, but uh, a couple years ago we launched that. Um, active agency is something else that you may have heard about. Um, that's on there as well. It's our website platform. Um, so a lot of good stuff there. And the other place, LinkedIn. Reach out to me individually. Um, again, it's all about relationships, as my dad uh, will will tell me until the day that we both die. It's all about relationships, Jeff, and it's very true. So uh, I'd love to have one with you. So if you want to go to LinkedIn and uh, do a quick search at the top for Jeff Teshke, T-E-S-C-H-K-E, and uh, connect with me there. And then I'll uh, hopefully see you all at, uh, at the Elevate Conference. Looking forward to it. Great, man. Hey, um, I will have links. This is episode number 65. So if you go to agency nation forward slash or agencynation.com forward slash podcast, I will also have links. So um, if you don't remember what Jeff just said, just head over to the podcast page and I'll have links up to, to uh, Jeff's work and probably a few additional things as well. And um, man, I just, I just appreciate you being there. For everyone who does not yet have their ticket, Shame on you because Elevate is going to most likely be the most mind-blowing insurance, sales, and marketing conference focused on customer experience that you have ever been to. We're going to have incredible speakers just like Jeff there. And um, and guys, I just, I the energy may, if the energy isn't coming through the mic, I can't tell you uh, how much I have for this thing and all the little little Easter eggs we're going to have throughout the, the few days and uh, you know, I haven't even announced this officially yet, but we're going to the Harley Davidson Museum, drinks, food, dinner uh, on Monday night. So that'll be kind of our, our after hours thing on Monday is going to be the Harley Davidson Museum, which is absolutely phenomenal. Even if you don't like motorcycles, you'll love this place. It's just beautiful. And uh, and you just got to go. So Elevate 
is uh, agencynation.com forward slash elevate, the number is one seven, or just uh, search on Google for Agency Nation Elevate and you'll find the link to the conference. And I just want to give a big shout out to our two platinum sponsors that we have now. We just added today, Zywave. So uh, go to uh, ZYWAVE.com, go visit Zywave. We're going to have a ton more information out on them. And Dave O'Brien, their CEO, is going to come on the podcast and and uh, we're incredibly happy to have them, as well as Travelers Insurance, our two platinum sponsors who really help us add all the little little additional featurettes to the conference um, besides just feeding you and, and, uh, and banging you on the head with great stuff from speakers like Jeff. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Jeff, thanks for being here. And uh, we will catch you guys on the next episode of Agency Nation Radio. 